call the meeting to order. Ms. Troublefield, we please uh, take a roll. Mr. Castle? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Ms. Moses? Mr. Peden? Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. We have a quorum. Uh, before we go into executive session, I'd like to remind everyone that's in the audience tonight and also here on stage that there is a governor's mask mandate that is in effect. I'll remind you here at the start of this meeting, and when we go into public session, I'll remind everyone again of the governor's mask mandate. We ask you to comply. Motion going to executive session? So moved. Second. Made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Ready to go session. 3.02, approval of the agenda for January 24th. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those aye. opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. If I could please have everyone stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. Student government. Their approval for the regular meeting minutes from December the 20th and approval for executive session minutes from December the 20th. So, so moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Recognition. Dr. Owens. Yes, I'd ask for Mr. McCready's and Mr. Bauer to join me at the podium for the recognitions this evening. Good evening. Selbyville Middle School and Southern Delaware School of the Arts are excited to have three students recognized this evening for their vocal talents. Selbyville Middle School is proud to have Catherine Bunting recognized this evening by the Board of Education. Catherine endured a rigorous audition process involving students from across the state of Delaware and was named to the Delaware All-State Junior Choir. Catherine will be performing with a select group of elite singers comprising the Delaware All-State Junior Choir. Congratulations, Catherine.
And joining Catherine from Southern Delaware School of the Arts, we have two students that I'd like to recognize for their efforts as well. We have Desmond Davis and Maria Gutierrez Caracoma. So come on up, you two. I'd also like to point out that these three fine vocalists are the three of these six um, students chosen in all of Sussex County to represent the Allstate Junior Choir. So give them a round of applause for that as well. Desmond, you can actually stay up here for a second if you'd like. We'd also like to recognize Desmond for his in instrumental talents, as he was also recognized for Allstate Junior Band. He shared with Ms. Onishuk, the band teacher, that he was quite nervous and didn't think he did that well, but as being the only student chosen from the Indian River School District for the Allstate Junior Band, we want to make sure he gets recognized for his efforts as well. So congratulations, Desmond. Five point oh four, public comments. Uh, we've got two people to come and speak tonight, and I need to remind the entire board and also the entire public that the uh, governor has a mask mandate that's in effect, and we can provide you masks if you'd like to wear them. First person up to speak this evening, Molly Carter. Ma'am. morning before I speak I just do want to remind you that there are mask exemptions in place so just keep that in mind as you tell that to people thank you I'm here to publicly share my experiences over the last few weeks and put the board and district office lead district office leadership on notice but first to follow up on the mask survey the entire survey was flawed some household voted two times while others voted once you had no idea how to fix the problem. In the world of statistics, you had an unclean data set. You didn't remove duplicates or even know how to and made no effort to make that public or even explain the flaws. Moving on to the last few weeks, I'm here to tell you publicly that my healthy children will no longer participate in healthy quarantine. My son tested positive for COVID the week of January 10th. Let me be clear, children who actively have COVID shouldn't attend school while sick. Some get over COVID in a day or two though, so a predetermined time frame is ridiculous and constantly changing. He had a fever for about 36 hours. We did a home test and it was positive, despite being told by the nurse and Karen Blanner that the home test would count as natural immunity. When I asked for it in writing, district office had to run to DPH. DPH wants a PCR test for our children to escape further close contact quarantine of the healthy, to clarify only on vaccinated children. Healthy vaccinated and booster children don't have to quarantine as close contacts despite still getting and spreading COVID. The issue is you couldn't get a PCR in Delaware 
Delaware that week. We spent six hours in a car getting this test in Maryland because of a lack of leadership in this district and your fear of making common sense decisions. I have a friend who had a daughter test positive and a son test negative. The sick daughter was going to be out five days. The healthy son was told he needed to be out 10 days. That mother promptly let the school know the son had tested positive. Remember when parents gave their sick kids Tylenol and sent them to school pretending they were healthy? Now parents pretend their kids are sick to ensure an un uninterrupted education. According to a recent Education Week article, absenteeism is up 40%, and when you switch to remote, this gets even worse. Quote, experts who study school attendance say one of the biggest reasons students are absent during the pandemic is because they've had to quarantine after being exposed to COVID-19. Notice it's not actually having COVID, but this over-identification and fear of exposure based on rules used nowhere else except in schools. My family will no longer participate in healthy quarantine. Forced quarantine isn't allowed in Delaware unless you appear before a judge in superior court. Dr. Rattay already made it clear this entire process is voluntary and the state's burden of proof would be difficult to win in court for close contacts who aren't sick. The issue becomes a little tricky for schools because my healthy children have a right to a public education. As a board, I understand you fear a lawsuit by the governor, but I want you to know the next time you quarantine my healthy children, I will take you district leadership, and anyone else who thinks they are an extension of DPH to Superior Court. To quote Barry Weiss, quote, a former New York Times editor, by the way, this is a catastrophic moral crime, and you are the criminals. And many of you sitting up there are in law enforcement. It's disgusting. Thank you. Thank you. Next person, Ron Lewis. Good evening. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you tonight. Uh, I'm actually here to say thank you. Um, thank you for choosing not to vote on refusing to enforce, to continue enforcing the governor's mask mandate, which has now been extended beyond February 8th. However, and you probably knew that was coming, I believe that you declined to vote for the wrong reason. After hearing your discussion at the December board meeting and speaking with Layfield, Mr. Layfield last week, and thank you for contacting me, my impression is that you made this decision based on the potential that it is, uh, on the potential financial impact on the school district and potentially on yourselves as directors as well. You decided to enforce the mandate because, and I quote, Mr. Layfield, he's the boss, he sets the rules, referring to the governor. I can tell you that there are many voters out there who would have preferred that you chose to continue to enforce the governor's mandate in the best interest of the students rather than in the best interest of the finances of the district and possibly yourselves. In the best interest of the students, of the health and safety of the district students and staff. We believe that enforcing policies which protect the safety of our students and the district staff are your primary responsibility. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to come forward, speak publicly at this evening's meeting? Hearing none, school choice applications. Mr. Lewis. 
Good evening, everyone. On your board docs this evening, you see a total of 12 school choice applications. We are asking recommendation to accept 12 of those applications, excuse me, accept 11 and reject one and uh, due to capacity. As you can see, they are all priority number one, with the exception of uh, Sussex Central High School 10th grade student, and that is a priority number seven. And that one we're asking to reject due to capacity. Is there a motion to accept that recommendation? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Second. Any further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Thank you, Mr. Lewis. Very good. And also, uh, board members, I want you to understand that next month we will be bringing 22-23 um, school year school choice applications, priority 1 through 5 for all buildings, uh, grades 1 through 12, with the exception of SDSA. So we'll be starting the first round of the 22-23 school choice applications. Thank you, sir. 6.02, Sussex Central High School, two modular units request. Mr. Booth. Good evening. You should have a Sussex Central High School request and a proposal from Will Scott contract in, on your board docs. Sussex Central has requested two additional modular units, which is a total of four classrooms. It is estimated that the rental fees for both of those will be $203,224.72 for three years, and that's a minimum requirement. This will include the ramps, as done with the existing modulars that we have there. The cost will come out of local funds. There will be some minor cap expenditures for the setup, such as the fire marshals, alarm requirements, and communication um, wires. R.Y. Johnson is handling the county application as well as the relocation of the existing units. We have had no or few issues with the existing units. If the board is interested in adding more classroom space, it would be our recommendation to go with the state bid price that Will Scott has offered and we ask for uh, approval of those uh, two new units. Uh, Dr. Layfield is here tonight. If um, if the board has any questions uh, for the need. If I'm not mistaken, there's two units, two classrooms per unit, correct? Correct. It would be okay, four so classrooms. At least a few extra classrooms in the meantime. Yes, for okay. over the course until the new school was built, which is projected to be September of 25. Mr. Booth, how soon do we need these units? I'm sorry. Mr. Bruce, how soon do we need these units by the start of the uh, next they, school year? They would probably be ready to go for the school year beginning in 22, September 22. Yes. Thank you. Along with the other relocations <coughs> as well. We do it all pretty much the same time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. Booth, I'm trying to follow your map here. Um, are we talking the southwest corner um, of the school where these trailers are going to go? I know where our trailers are now. Where are we going to put these next to? Uh, the proposal, the proposal for the two, yeah. or the uh, near the lane going back to the cafeteria. Okay, I see it now. For the two new ones, the two small ones that we own from Cape and Lopen are next to it. The two existing Will Scott 
uh, or next to it, I'm filing from the paper going from left to right. And then the other two between the C wing and the, I believe that's the D wing. Yeah. Are the, are the other two existing. Okay. I see where they're at now. Any more questions? Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Do we, do we have the electrical capacity to handle this additional load? Or are we going to have to add transformers and Correct. Good question. Uh, the existing modulars, we had to run a transformer and DPNL had to run a line back for them because the current building did not. We researched and the building does not have capacity on the other side of the school as well. Oh. So we'll be doing the same thing that we did um, is run a, a new transformer on the other side of the school towards the uh, student parking, okay. if you will, and, and come in that way. Uh, the other one has to be removed for construction of the new high school. Okay. Is there a motion to accept? Motion made. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 6.03, Howard Tiennes, Phase B, Building Bid Packages. Thank you. Uh, you should have uh, three bid packages in your board docs. They're pretty lengthy. Each of them be about 180 plus pages. Uh, with us tonight is Ken Fern with Fern Daniel to discuss Phase B bid packages for cabling electronics, also audio visual and video clock and public address. So it's three different packages. The intention was to bid these closer to completion of the school to help eliminate any state of the art concerns that we buy the latest and greatest and be current with our selections. Uh, these packages have been reviewed by consultants and also the Indian River uh, School District's technology department. Uh, they are complete and with the board's approval tonight can be submitted to DFM, Division of Facilities Management, for final review and hopefully uh, be bid in March. Uh, Ken's here to answer any questions. What we would recommend from the board is to give us approval not only for the 60% of drawings but also for the 100% drawings because they are complete. Uh, DFM will look at them if it's 60% 60, 60 complete but Ken assures me they're 100% complete and, and uh, it would save us a little time if, if they were approved for both. So Ken if you want to come up and I don't know if you have any any questions uh, with regard to these three packages? I'll just clarify a little too. Uh, I'm Ken Firm with Fern Clendon Architects. Um, the, the bid packages, we had a phase A, which was basically running all the conduits and, and junction boxes in the walls to receive these packages. So this is more just the technology-based side of it. So it's, it's the cabling, making sure we're getting the, the most current cabling uh, equipment uh, and, and equipment. So during the, the construction process, when we, you know, bid for the original project, that was that was over a year ago, and we're, over, you know, we're pretty far into construction now. So we don't want to incorporate that during the initial bid because that mm. equipment would be, you know, two to three years old by the time the, the school opens. So that's why we usually take and hold these packages out just for the more um, technical, you know, anything that's tech related. So it'd be our clocks, public address system, um, security video cameras, um, that's, that's one bid package. Um, another bid package is audio visual for that equipment. And then the third is, is more of the structured cabling and electronics, which would 
include switches and different things like that. So this would also cover any of the any of the face plates or, or devices, plug-in devices that go into the junction boxes that are currently being installed on site right now. So it's a purposeful act to wait till the end of the project and you've already got the conduit, you can just run the wires. Yeah, so that was it. That was intentional that we try and, you know, run, run the backbone for it pretty much. So then, then you know, we're not, we're not putting dated equipment in. We're getting the most current um, but prior to opening the school. Understood. Any questions? Oh, yeah. Some, some of the equipment, um, there's, there's things that the state will require for switches that, that, that would be a certain manufacturer. Um, some, some of the smart boards are things um, that the district is going to purchase out of, out of the funds we have for this package. Um, just so it, it's, it coordinates with some of the other products that the, that the district has. Um, the, the state wants to have a proprietary, you know, open up to, to all sorts of bidders, um, which we could do that, or uh, we could enter in a state contract and buy some of that equipment direct. So we've coordinated with, with, uh, with your IT department and our, our IT consultant to kind of work out what's, what the district would purchase and what we're bidding out for the the vendors that would be installing. Okay, thank you. Sure. Any more questions to that? Oh, yeah, the, the, the 60s, so the state, the, the state, since we've already been through and had the project approved, I thought we'd just be able to do 100% submission for these packages. The state was requiring 60%, which is kind of a design development and then a final design. Um, which that's why I'm, I'm just requesting if we have approval for both, we're 100% we're complete our documents. And this would save us, if we have approval to, one, we wanna submit for the, the um, uh, design development package. If, OM, if OMB DFM approves that, then, then we'd, you know, I'd, instead of waiting till your next board meeting, I'd wanna be able to submit that as soon as I can. Um, so we get those bids out on the street quicker. Mr. Booth, are we able to do that as a board? Yes, we need to make sure need to make sure that the motion includes that this is a 60% approval as well as 100% approval for okay. for these bid uh, Yeah, I would just clarify that the 100% approval would would address any comments that OMB or DMFM may have. We'd incorporate those into that final bid package. We can bundle it up. Am I correct? Or can we just say 100% and it covers it? Well, I think you need to actually have some I'll do both. I'll delineate both in the motion. Okay. But I think for the state requirement is a 60% for their review. Is there a motion to move forward with phase B building bid packages uh, up to the 60% level? So I would, yes. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made second. Is there any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. As we split this up, is there a motion to accept phase B building bid packages A up to 100% at this board meeting tonight? Motion made. Second. Package B. Package B. I'm sorry, I apologize. Package B. Is there a motion made? Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 
thank you. Pending review, we hope to have uh, uh, possible action on that in, in March. Okay. Howard Tiana's change order. Yes, uh, we do have one proposed change order that needs the board consideration. According to the procedure, um, it, anything over $50,000 requires board approval. In your package, you should have uh, information regarding this change order. Change order relates to market pressure for steel price increase from their initial bid quote to when they, I'm sorry, to when they actually purchase their steel. In the beginning of the project, uh, they indicated that steel cost was rising and they anticipated it would continue to increase. For this reason, they asked permission to purchase the steel early, which is what they did, and stored it at their site. Uh, the additional backup material relates to revisions to discussed with the design team and steel fabricator uh, during the shop drawing process. Perimeter angle size change to a larger bent plate uh, to suit the detailed condition. The largest cost item was in area B relating to adding uh, three-quarter diagonal rod cross bracing between the uh, natatorium trusses. Uh, it was shown and noted in the construction structural constructors, uh, structural engineers computer model, but it did not print out in the construction drawings. The notation, although visible on the computer screen, was turned off for the printing and therefore omitted when the steel um, contractors bid. Uh, Ken's here to answer any questions. Uh, it's been looked at uh, by Mr. Uh, Mr. Fern and, uh, and studied by uh, the GC, uh, so we would recommend approval of the uh, $60,000 uh, change order. Ken, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, I can just try and clarify some. So the, the, the thing Joe's saying with the steel is typically the, the steel contractor would wait till we're doing the, the shop drawing review is which kind of their fabrication details and how we have it drawn on the drawings. So they wanted to change some of the things on those drawings and some of the areas we had um, steel angles called out in our details that had to be bent plates. We had to, we, we, you know, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was a risk to do that, but it was actually beneficial for the district to purchase that steel. It saved you probably over five, I, I know over $500,000 to purchase that steel early. But the, the issue we had then is if we, we had these smaller angles, if we needed to put in a larger bent plate in place for that detail, we needed to purchase those angles, um, which was a, a detailing issue on my design team. So, you know, we're, we're paying extra at the inflative cost of steel at that point. Um, I guess the steel, you know, steel cost rose dramatically since the purchase originally till now. So. That was one aspect that inflated the cost to this. The, the, the second is half of that, half of the, um, the cost is associated with um, our, my, my team having the information model, but they had something turned off on their computer so it didn't print on the blueprint. So the contractor never did it. That's the omission. So I, I think the changes are related to um, you know those factors so it's it's a mission and then there's some issues with some of the detailing from my team i think that trying to work out and resolve with the fabricator that that led to cost 
and no, any of those changes at that point, we were paying the, the higher market pressure for any steel to, to make those revisions. If I'm not mistaken, we had discussed this at Buildings and Grounds. Yeah. Um, and even though there is an extra cost, compared to what we saved, we're still ahead. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I mean, by purchasing that steel early, yes, you, you, that was, that you, you saved over $500,000. I know that for a fact. So this, we're being asked to come up with another 60 plus or minus? 60,000. So we're still ahead on the overall order, even though a mistake was made essentially by not including it in the original uh, opportunity to buy that was yes. my impression that i had at yeah if, I if, if, the if, meeting. if if we had details resolved during the shop drawing phase they would have purchased afterwards so if we had an angle that we need to switch out to a bent plate we'd be paying the difference between the angle and the bent plate in the scenario we have now because we purchased this deal early that angle was purchased already cut is no good to the project so we're buying more steel to correct that situation so but again we're still ahead on the overall project because of what we did in the beginning yes that's yes, my sir. only point okay um i still think we should do this i'd make a motion to go ahead but you know just knowing that an error was made and it's basically fixed but we're still ahead Mr. Booth, do you feel that's an accurate representation that it's a $60 cost because of this yep. issue? However, we're ahead 500000 for the early purchase of the steel. That's an accurate statement, am I correct? Well, I, I can't quantify or qualify the 500000 I do know that they purchased the steel ahead of time and saved a lot of money by okay. doing so. And then we kept records of what they purchased and made sure that it was insured and that it was actually there. And we did that with a, a lot of uh, subcontractors or R.Y. Johnson in an effort to save money knowing that the prices of construction were going up. Okay. So all, all that part is, uh, is accurate. There's a motion to accept. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? <clears throat> all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Yeah, and I, ju I just want to say uh, th that th they've done a good job. Uh, Mr. Layfield, and uh, in the terms of change orders of where we're at right now, um, the 60000 just put us uh, to the negative uh, for the school district, about 20000 on a $36 million project. So we're doing quite well in, uh, in how we're handling it. I'd say so, compared to years past. Any more questions or comments? Moving Thank on. Thank you for the foresight to buying early. Yes. Okay. It's nice to see a government entity saving money whenever they can. 6.05, Howard Tiennes, playground equipment. Yes, on your, on your board docs, um, <clears throat> you should have a proposal, excuse me, you should have a proposal and a layout plan for the new uh, proposed Ennis playground. It was decided to request permission to purchase off of the state bid price, similar to what we did with the furniture purchase. The proposal um, has school staff input and was discussed by the architects and GC and determined to be within uh, budget projections. The cost will be $450,346.50. And during committee, uh, I apologize, I did not have the 
uh, budget uh, with me, uh, but the budget was actually for $500,000. The original budget uh, by Fern Daniel was 480000 and it was later changed with uh, Mr. Dufendock to 500000 So that part covers the purchase um, that we're asking for tonight. Um, there are some other change orders that are going to come, um, and those change orders will be for the concrete and the fence around there, and possibly for a swale and some electricity, because it's going to have an electric uh, gate uh, for safety reasons. Um, so it may eventually go over the 500000 but uh, I apologize um, at committee night that I didn't do that research. I just asked if we were okay and uh, should have pulled out the budget. Um, so there will be some construction change orders to install uh, what's being proposed. We feel comfortable in recommending approval of this purchase. I don't know if there's any questions. Any question about playground equipment? Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. <clears throat> 6.06 Howard Tienis pool personnel <clears throat> temporary pay rates. Good evening. We're asking the board to approve a temporary pay increase for the Howard Tienis pool personnel um, only for January 1st, 2022 through August 31st, 2022. In your documents, um, lifeguards currently start at 9.25 an hour. We're asking the starting rate to go up to 10.50, which is the minimum wage at this point. We've also attached a salary scale that would have a raise of 25 cents per hour per year, capping off at $15 an hour. Also for the instructor and lifeguard trainer, that's currently at $15 an hour, and we're asking that to, to go up to $18 an hour. Okay, so the biggest reason from going to 925 to 1050 is simply that minimum wage went up. Correct. Okay, we don't have a lot of choice on that one. Correct. Okay. I think the rest of them uh, were pretty much designed to uh, increase the other folks so that they don't fall behind in, in comparative, uh, you know, in comparison to the, the other raise. So I, I think we need to support this. Okay, their motion to so moved. Motion made. There's a second. Second. <clears throat> Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.07. Is there a motion for the tax relief request that came in front of us tonight? I'll make a motion that we uh, grant the tax relief request uh, assume on the basis that the man pays the exact amount of taxes due. If the amount of taxes are not totally paid, then the interest would revert. Okay. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? No. I've got to abstain. <clears throat> Pull the board, please. Mm -hmm. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? No. Dr. Statler? Yes. 
Mrs. Wright? Six yes, one no, and passes by majority yes, vote. Six one and one abstention. Six point oh seven passes by majority vote. Six point oh eight uh, planning period coverage pay for teachers. Ma'am, we discussed this at the finance committee <clears throat> meeting. We're asking the board to approve. Um, Thirty-four sixty-five an hour for teachers who give up their personal planning time in order to cover a class when we do not have enough substitutes in the building. And this hap is happening um, on a regular basis this school year. Uh, again, this was discussed at finance, and personally I want to thank all of those teachers who have given up their planning times because we all know they're under a huge crunch as it is and they're being uh they're not required to do this but they are and i think that under the circumstances for us to reimburse them because we know these teachers are going to be going home and doing their planning at home off the books because they're going to have to do the planning one way or the other so in my opinion i think this is something we need to do to recognize their extra efforts all teachers right now are under an awful lot of strain um, and i believe that they're trying very hard to cooperate and do the best that they can um, in making our district still successful Thanks, sir. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Second. And second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Proposed 2022-2023 transportation plan. Yes, thank you. As Mr. Tidwell approaches the podium, we've looked at um, our current transportation times associated with school start and end times. And we looked at this proposal uh, to make some changes for some years now. We did have uh, concerns at the beginning of the year with transportation uh, challenges, and we feel that the proposed plan addresses many of those challenges and some, some more. Uh, we have shared this plan with our uh, committee recently, as well as the principals, and uh, we wanted to bring this to the board for consideration. No action for this evening, just presentation and discussion okay, in your board docs you'll see the uh, transportation plan as we discussed in policy or uh, actually, yeah it was policy so why we need a new plan so with our overcrowding of our buses that have reached capacity or near capacity for Millsboro Middle East Millsboro Sussex Central High School due to the, mil the growth in the Millsboro area and Selbyville Middle School we all know that we have a serious bus driver shortage and the additional bus routes requested are not feasible due to the lack of drivers to drive the, drive the current contracts. Uh, we need more flexibility to cover these uncovered routes. This will also equalize instructional time for Southern, Southern Delaware School of the Arts and the Early Learning Center half-day sessions. And this will also remove early and late buses for certain schools. Traffic congestion was a major problem at the beginning of the school year, and it has been since 2018. Buses are not meeting their dismissal times for second and third start schools because of increased traffic congestion. And this addresses transportation changes for Ennis satellite programs when the new Ennis will open. We look at our uh, high school times. The buses will arrive between 7 and 7.20. School will start at 7.30. School will dismiss at 2.15. And the buses will depart the parking lot between 2.20 and 2.25. Middle schools, buses will arrive between 7 and 7.20. School will start at 7.30. School will dismiss at 
and the buses will depart the parking lot at 220 to 225. For our elementary schools at Georgetown, East Millsboro, Longneck, John M. Clayton, Lord Baltimore, and Philip Shaw, the buses will arrive at 825 to 845. School will start at 850. School will dismiss at 335, and the buses will depart at 340 to 345. North Georgetown is the middle school when we have our triples. That time frame will be buses will arrive between 750 to 810. School will start at 815, dismiss at 3 o'clock, and the buses will roll at 305. SDSA will get a full day. Buses will arrive from 755 to 810. School will start at 815 and will dismiss at 3 o'clock. Buses will depart between 310 and 315. Howard TNS, buses will arrive 745 to 755. School will start at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. School will dismiss at 245 p.m. with the buses rolling at 250 to 255. We do know with the opening of the new Howard TNS and possibly we'll have to look at that when we get closer to September. The autism program at Georgetown Middle and GE, buses will arrive at 7.50 to 8.05, school will start at 8.10, and school will dismiss at 2.55 with the buses leaving around three o'clock. The Early Learning Center will have two equal programs. Buses will arrive at 7.50 to 7.55, school will start for the, early, the morning session at eight o'clock and end at 11.20 with the buses departing at 11.25. The afternoon session, Buses will arrive at 11.50 to 11.55. School will start at 12 and end at 3.20 p.m. with the buses departing at 3.25. So what has changed? East Millsboro and Phillips Seashell will change times to align with the other elementaries. This adjustment allows for more buses to be assigned to Millsboro Middle and Sussex Central High School to address the overcrowding of those buses in the Millsboro area. This adjustment also allows for more buses to be assigned to Silverville Middle School, Indian River High School, and Southern Delaware School of the Arts. And this allows even school times across the district, a six hour and 45 minute school day inclusive of lunch. The benefits of this prank program or this time change, SDSA will get the same instructional time as other schools and students will only ride the buses with SDSA students. They will get their own buses instead of sharing with Silverville Middle. The early learning center buses will only be aligned assigned to the Early Learning Center, which will allow for equal morning and afternoon instructional times. The Autistic Program at GEGMS will get their own bus routes, which will allow for more time with their peers and lessen the capacity issues on our NS buses. This addresses the additional issues that will occur when NS relocates to the new school. It increases our capacity for Sussex Central, Indian River, Millsboro Middle, Seville Middle, and East Millsboro, and it provides time that counts for the afternoon dismissal, lessons rushing, and approves the approves ability for all buses to arrive in time for dismissal. This also allows flexibility to cover uncovered routes without requiring schools to dismiss certain buses early and or late. It will help with the morning and afternoon traffic congestion between East Millsboro and Millsboro Middle and Phillips Shaw and Subbyville Middle. East Millsboro will not need to have early arrival buses in the morning and the afternoon so they will no, no longer lose instructional time. Sussex Central High School will increase by five buses. Indian River High School will gain two buses. Millsboro Middle will gain four. Subbyville Middle will gain two. East Millsboro will gain three. Longneck will gain one. John M. Clayton will gain one. SDSA will gain three. And the Autism Program will gain two routes. We know that there are some concerns and we are working through them 
through our various committees that any additional sign that's added to the instructional day for built-in weather makeups would have to push dismissal times later. And we also must address the staff contractual times to make sure that we're violating the contract. Morning care issues for parents in elementary schools and East Millsboro and Phillips Shaw parents, parents and guardians with students in the middle school will have to adjust to, sue, to two separate start and end times. What you can see in front of you is the proposed and the current school time comparison. With your biggest changes being Philip Shaw in East Millsboro. When you compare this plan to other schools in Sussex County, you will see that we are in line with the rest of the county schools, whether it be through the middle or high at Cape 730 to 245 or the elementary at 840 to 4 o'clock. Milford, 735 to 225 for the high school. Laurel, 740 to 230. We are in line with the rest of the county. When you look at us in line with the state, this will put us in line with the rest of the state. Appaquinimic, a school fairly large, a lot of surf, a lot of area, a lot of miles. High school, 8 to 240. Elementary, 9 to 340. Colonial, 720 to 150. They've got to deal with the city. Elementary, 845 to 355. Capital, high school, 7 o'clock to 215. Elementary, 830 to 325. As Dr. Owen said, we've talked with this with our elementary principals, our high school principals. The principals have shared it with their faculties. Concerns are being brought back. We're looking at all the potential issues that we have to arrive. We're working with our local YMCA. If, if Spider, do you want to discuss is that as far as early child care moving forward? We're trying to find some plans. Sure, we're, with the two schools, with the time changes, we know that daycare may be a challenge. So we are um, contacting the YMCA to see what they would be able to bring to before and after school right there at the school site. So they are interested in partnering with us and their rates are very reasonable for that service. Yeah. This, um, I can't take credit for, for this plan by myself. Tyler Bryan, who was the former transportation supervisor here for the district, who is now up in, in Dover in charge of transportation, started this probably back in 2017 with looking at the vision of the growth that was coming from the area. A lot of these things he was, was working in place, and now with what we had this year, the beginning of the school year, having Troop 7 have to be down to Long Neck to help with traffic, having Millsboro PD out on um, Iron Branch Road with their drone in the air trying to do a traffic study. Uh, these are the things that we have to do. These are the times that we feel as if we put them in place are the greater good for the district as a whole. Yes, it is a change for East. Yes, it is a change for Philip Shaw. But these things have to be in place when we have to look at the entire district to make it work and function. Any other questions? I don't have a question. I have a comment. I think it creates a hardship for the parents at East Millsboro and Philip Shaw to have to provide daycare in the morning um, and it's going to end up costing them money. You know, I, I know that you say we have to give them six months advance notice, all that. 
that doesn't matter. It's still going to cost them money. And I just think that it's a hardship for them. That's, and I understand it's good for the whole district, but for those two schools, I don't think it's good. And I understand. I have it to look. It doesn't seem fair to those two schools. I mean, we were, we, were, we were at a point where we were getting ready to meet with the mayor of Millsboro, the chief of police in Millsboro. We, we have such a traffic issue in that area that it's, we have to make a change. Otherwise, we are, we are causing so many problems for the town with having these two schools at the same time that you know the, the town and I still call it intervet you know there was a lot of issues that were really that were coming to light that luckily we came up with a somewhat better solution like I said this, these are, this is nothing new this isn't something that just started because of COVID this is something that, that Tyler saw in 2017 that he knew that we had to address and if, if you talk to some of the principals that have been around long enough they knew these changes were having to come they knew they were coming and it's just it's you know with what we ran into this is where we're at i mean when i stepped into the the job that i had prior to where i'm at now the first thing i did in 2019 is i grabbed a clipboard and i was at north georgetown at georgetown elementary tracking arrivals and dismissals so even then it was a hot topic it, it's yes it will be a hardship but as a as a parent that had to pay for daycare for my children because when i was working at Sussex Central high school i understand the change is what's a difficult thing the changes as mm -hmm. soon as sooner we can get it out to the parents we, we want the newspaper articles to talk about mm -hmm. the time change that's being proposed that's that's on the table is you know that's a lot of time difference but it's <clears throat> why is it not fair for one school for another school it's already been going on in georgetown elementary and some of these other schools so the change is a difficult one the fairness to the parents have we, i've had an opportunity to experience a lot with three children in three different schools throughout you know most of their time in the district so times are something that families have to juggle but as soon as we can get it out to them to get them to prepare <clears throat> i don't think everyone's going to do a backflip over this some people it's going to be a mood point but if you look about the parity i'm happy with this presentation because <clears throat> you go into specifically where we see where we're right in line with the other schools in the county and in the state we've been fortunate to be where we've been previously with the transportation but the transportation is a huge issue We've been talking about it for the last three years. It is a monster that is uncontrollable at this mm -hmm. time. We can't, <clears throat> we can't put bus drivers in seats. We don't have enough buses, and transportation woes are just, you know, they're growing exponentially with every issue that comes up. Now we've got to look at the traffic issues and all the issues in town. We're working with the police agencies in their towns and trying You're on top of it. I appreciate the presentation. I agree. It's going to be tough for families at some of these schools with a drastic change. But the sooner we can get it out to inform them and give the reasons why, I, I think they'll be more in line to accept that it. it's not something we're last minute in August throwing a dart at a chalkboard. And, and Dr. Carey has been working with our local daycares to try to make, to make them aware of what we're proposing. And we know it's a proposal right now, but make them aware so that they can make these plans and make these adjustments to assist our families. You know, Dr. Carey's been on that for the past month. I understand that. I'm just saying when they have to start paying mm -hmm. and they've not been used to that mm -hmm. just because we've changed their times, it just doesn't quite seem fair that only two schools are going to be affected and it's just going to cost them money. That's all. I agree. I understand. I'd just like to thank you for all the, the work and putting into this and I know there are going to be unhappy people. Um, with a project of this size and with what we're doing, God bless Tyler for having started it. He was a great guy in the past. He's still continuing to help us. 
and you seem to be fitting into that mold as well. Thank you. Okay, and this is, the way things are growing around here, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people for a lot of unhappy reasons anyway, so thank you for your work. Thank you. And thank Any you further for discussion or questions? Well, we're on it. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. Oh, no, that's okay. I was finished, Rodney. Is there any further discussion or questions with it? Now, where does this stand? This was presented to us when we... Discussion. Discussion now. Further yeah, discussion, discussion now. Just, it's going to go. discussion tonight, and we'll continue to answer questions and provide information as needed. Um, we'll bring it back again for potential action next month. Next month? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, I just want to know where we are with it. Thank you very much, Mr. Didwell. <clears throat> seven old business 7.01 major capital planning yes thank you the new sussex central high school design development plans are to be submitted to the buildings and grounds committee in february as considered for approval during our february board meeting which is a state requirement so we'll bring that back in february this will also include an updated plan and budget as reviewed by both the construction manager and our architects site selection for the modular units new location are still awaiting approval which we discussed tonight there is ongoing negotiations with concern about the traffic impact study that was recently conducted and a pre-submittal meeting with DelDOT is scheduled for tomorrow I believe Mr. Booth will be attending that our major concern with that traffic impact study is the cost of three uh, recommended roundabouts and a traffic light at 113 and Avenue of Honor so as I said we are in communication with DelDOT about those um, indications on the traffic impact study and we will uh, bring that back to the buildings and grounds committee next month and then ultimately back to the board as well they're the same roundabout they were planning to do before we were going to build the school if I have my information correctly so I, I appreciate you asking those questions I know they were here responsive and talked about you know why we were going to share costs but uh, the community in the area knew these roundabouts were coming in now all of a sudden we're building a school so we're going to have us maybe share the cost but I I'm just kind of concerned now that every project that they had in line, because there's a school nearby, they're going to throw it on there. So, Mr. Booth, hopefully you get those questions answered. Okay, so because I'm not hearing so well with the masks, I think what you said was um, that some of these things had already been in the pipeline and they want to shift the cost to us. We've been talking about roundabouts in the Georgetown area at a lot of these intersections for a period of time due to the number of accidents that are occurring. And I've seen the data specifically for the okay so they're trying to shift the cost over to us well i think there's going to be increased traffic at these intersections because of our school but there's already been talk about them putting roundabouts in because of the congestion at these areas so i'm very interested to see where the dollar signs go because they were planning on looking at doing these maybe with the school being built it helps them pay for them but i'm just kind of concerned with that i hope we're treated fairly but i think it was outstanding when we asked for delta to come in we had the boss come right in here and speak to us at a, at a what a request within a month. So that's outstanding. But at the same time, I, I don't want to stand here and every project that Del Dot wants to do in the Millsboro, Georgetown area is tied to our building and schools that we pay for. Totally. Thank you. So rounding out the major capital planning and agreement and balancing um, the active construction site and <clears throat> ongoing school operations has been reached with the knowledge that it is to be adjusted if needed. So we've. I had conversations with our architects and building team to determine where buses would be parked at our current Sussex Central and where parents would drop off, uh, our, our visitors would park, our staff will park. 
So we are continuing to look at that. We believe we have a good plan now that minimizes school interference during construction phases and takes safety into consideration. So we will continue to monitor that and make adjustments as needed. And that con concludes 7.01. Any questions? Thank you, Dr. Owens. 7.02, Howard Tiennes. Yes, thank you. Roof insulation from the suppliers in Texas are being delivered, which is a great help and good sign. Uh, the team is working on enclosing area E, area, excuse me, area A as we speak. Permanent electric from Delmarva Power is expected to be installed this week. Bid packages, playground purchases, and change orders have been addressed this evening. Thank you. A review of our scheduled substantial completion date will occur in February. The construction budget will also be updated after the bid result results for the three bid packages are completed. I apologize, Doctor. I want a little clarity with that. You said we're going to find out about when the school will be completed in our February meeting? Right now, we're currently on, on scale with the August completion date. We will reevaluate in February, so I'll be able to come back and tell you we're still on schedule or it's been amended. Awesome. Thank you. And it, throughout this project, they've, they've pretty much been on task. It was May, it was May, it was May, it was May. We got a good reason why they moved to August. I'm kind of hoping we can fall in that August deadline. So I know in projects in the past, it's a, it's a goal that just seems getting further and further ahead of us. I think so far with Howard Tiennes that we've made out pretty well with the uh, deadline. So I'm happy to hear we've moved from May to August, and that's as far as we've gone. So maybe we'll get good news in February. Thanks, sir. 7.03, GW Carver, consent update. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, ma'am. Um, district administration really continues to focus on our discipline numbers as we return to uh, whatever normal is right now. Um, Mrs. Blannard, Mr. Lewis, and I met with each secondary school's admin team on January 13th to really take a deep dive into our discipline data and really plan for repeat offenders, so kids that are continuously struggling to behave in their classes. Um, Ms. Dorman and I are in the process of meeting with all elementary schools. I think we have three left where we're doing the same thing. These meetings are going to continue throughout the rest of the year on a monthly basis. Each school is working on setting individual goals to decrease discipline numbers as appropriate. And each school is also working on creative comprehensive plans of support for repeat offenders through the targeted intervention 504 process or IEP process. And then on this Friday, we have um, our Indian River School District Special Ed Attorney is providing, providing a professional development to our principals, assistant principals, and school constables on special ed discipline procedures and the manifestation determination process. We also have formed a discipline committee to look at our discipline policy. Um, we have our first meeting tomorrow, and it's representative of all levels of admin, principals, assistant principals, special schools. Um, so we're going to start to really take a look at that as well. We haven't done a major overhaul in a while, I don't think. So that's where we are, really focusing on our discipline and supporting kids. Questions, comments? Appreciate you giving an update. I know there's been some discussion here recently with uh, discipline and the manifestation of... Determinations, yes. Yeah, determinations and, and basically the overall safety of our students Correct. <clears throat> in the school. It's a balance. We've got children that need special care and special treatment, but we've also got uh, students with uh, parents and families that are very concerned with the actions of some students in the school. So we just think it's important to strike that balance, that both Absolutely. are very important, but obviously we've got to do what's right for the safety of all the kids in the, in the district. And you feel as if we're moving forward with that 
Absolutely. Correct. My favorite statement is therapeutic is not in the absence of consequences. So it has to be consequences balanced with support and then making sure that the students understand what, what the rules are and we teach them how to behave. But we've made a lot of progress. It's been a rough year in general um, for a lot of different reasons, um, but I definitely think we're making progress. And our school teams have been amazing at really diving into the data and, and looking at individual students. I appreciate your response to a question as you're walking up here. Just discussions we're having, and you're right on cue to you know yeah. kind of put that at rest because we get it from the public Absolutely. when they hear about these you know special treatment of certain students is basically yeah. what they hear. They don't understand, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that where your stance is on that yes. as a leader. Mr. Lindfield, can I add as well? Yes, um, ma'am. From the board perspective, we've been having some really good meetings. Um, Mrs. Blaner, Dr. Brittingham, Mr. Lewis, and I have had um, three. We're getting ready to do our fourth meeting. Um, to talk about the discipline data and how we're intersecting that with IEPs. So I think, you know, we're, we're certainly addressing it and we'll continue to look at that um, data that we're getting from the schools. So yes. thank you, Dr. Brittingham. Absolutely. Thank you all for your time. Thank you both. Okay. Committee reports. 8.01, building your grounds. Doc? Okay. A lot of buildings and grounds materials already been covered. Um, minor cap there was no report uh, construction update I know that they're working very hard to get uh, parts of uh, Howard Tiennes closed in section A in particular so that they can do interior work when the weather's bad that's a good idea uh, no change order allowance the architect report came in they've been submitted to RYJ for cost estimates and they're gathering the numbers and they're going to be submitted to us on February the 14th uh, Buildings and Grounds Support Center, the dashboard synopsis was presented with 45 tickets, 33 closed in the last 30 days, uh, with about 59 currently open, and Steve DiGirolamo broke, broke those down into everything from parts to waiting for information and other things, so I think our guys are on top of that. Uh, Georgetown Elementary student pickup shelter quotes, they will be available next month, kind of keep the kids dry, good idea. Uh, HVAC CARES eSurf cooling tower replacement. Um, again, meeting set for February 15th, so it's ongoing. Um, town of Millsboro, town has not corresponded back to the district on the agreement to use reclaimed water for irrigation. We're waiting for legal documents. Ennis pool discussion took up a fair amount of time. Again, we're actually waiting on the committee right now to get a good financial handle on what this is going to cost us considering what we have to put into it so we have a really good annualized understanding of how much the, the pool at Howard Tiennes would cost us. Because if you remember, they only want to let us keep it for five years. And we may have to put in anything from, you know, 100,000 to a quarter million to, to bring it up. And at that point, they take over. Is it worth it? I don't know. But we do need um, a, a better report than the one that we've been working on. And I know the staff is doing that. Modular units, we've already approved. We know Sussex Central High School needs extra space. That's an understatement. Um, but that was it. It's a great meeting, though. Okay. Thank you, Joe, for a lot of the good information and work that you do. Thanks, Doc. Any questions? <clears throat> 8.02, Comprehensive School Safety. Mr. Cathal. No updates for this month, Mr. Lincoln. Thanks, sir. 8.03, Finance. Doc? Finance. Um, one interesting thing, Mrs. Smith, you here? Yep. Okay, apparently we'd been notified that there is a tuition bill from a charter school for IRSD special education students that attend that charter school. This is a new one. 
However, DOE did send the bills to the district, okay? They are not signed by the Secretary of Ed as they normally are. Can you give us an update on that, please? Yes, this is actually an agenda item later. Do you want to do it now or wait? Let's just do it now and get it over with. Okay, so um, the districts throughout the state have received tuition bills from several charter schools for special education students. Um, there is question about whether that is allowable by Delaware code. The tuition bills, the process is normally that a district would prepare the bills. They would go through the Department of Education for review. The secretary would sign it and it would go to the, the district, the sending district for payment. The bills that we received were not signed by the secretary of education and DOE has asked us to provide a response to them about the bills. So we are working through that process amongst the districts and with legal counsel. And once we have additional information, I will share it. All right, other than that, we had some changes related to the final unit count numbers, which are, we have a mid-year count now too, don't we? There is a mid-year unit count that is being run this year as a test um, pending the passage of that bill by the legislature. The legislature asked for a mid-year unit count run this year as of February 1st. Okay, that's something that's actually overdue given the amount of students that joined during the middle of the year because right now we're giving our money on September 30, but by January 1st, you know, we can have tons of extra kids for which we simply eat the expense. And the state really has needed to do something about this probably for the last five to seven years and hasn't touched it so far, but I know that it's in the pipeline now. Okay, what's the mental health, health block? Remind me again, please. When I present the final budget, you will see in other state funds, um, there's a mental health block grant that is new this year. It was passed last legislative session. We received about $650,000 for that. However, in the legislation, it states that if you are already meeting the ratios established for mental health counselors, that you are not entitled to receive the funds in the first year of funding. Also, I believe in the second year of funding. Um, so we received those funds. However, we will have to revert them back to the state. Um, but in a couple years, that block grant will be fully running and we will be able to use this, that funding. Okay. All right, and the last item was the review of the Howard T. Ennis budget. Um, the review budgets were changed. Uh, changes were due to final unit count and actual billings. The budget changes were due to recent revenue budget changes, known actual amounts, such as indirect costs, SRO, minor, minor capital, improvements and additional fleet vehicle expenses for repairs. I think we're coming due for a couple of new vehicles. Some of ours are about worn out. And fleet rentals to cover district-owned vehicles that are not presently in working order. How many do we have now that aren't working? I do not know that off the top of my head. However, Dr. Birdingham and I are working on a vehicle, a district-wide vehicle review. Okay, there was a set of fingers above your head like this when we take pictures, okay, but that's probably not what he was doing, so let's say two. Okay, and that was it. It was another good meeting was had. Okay, thank you. Thank Doc, you. I'm sorry, are they our vehicles or are they fleet vehicles that we have that are not working? Fleet vehicles. So they're our vehicles. They're our vehicles. Yeah, okay. Fleet vehicles, fleet services Correct. should be providing and maintaining this. Exactly. But we, we, we have ownership of vehicles that are... Oh, yes. Correct. Okay. We have trucks and other vehicles that the guys use for maintenance and other things. Okay. And apparently some of them are hitting end of life. Okay. We're close to it. Okay. Thank you. Yep. And Thanks, that's Doc. it. 8.04 curriculum, Dr. Stadler. Thank you.
Uh, the National Governors Association has a child well-being work group. We talked about that in our committee meeting. Uh, the well-being app is in its development phase and we're working with administrators, counselors, families, uh, various stakeholders to get feedback about this app. The app provides students with streamlined access to um, resources and organizations that really support their, their total well-being. So we'll have more information about this um, at our February meeting. Teacher of the Year process and timeline. Um, each building uh, Teacher of the Year completes a lesson video, a written portfolio with uh, written responses, a resume, letters of recommendation. So we're in the process of accepting those nominations. It begins on February the 7th and will end on March the 4th um, with our Teacher of the Year celebrations happening on May the 5th. Um, so more information as that develops. And then our Mental Health Person of the Year, uh, that's new this year, is established under House Bill 35. Um, our winner will be selected in June of 2022 to serve as the 2023 Delaware Behavioral Health Professional of the Year. So we're really excited about this. Um, district, in our district, the process to select our represent, uh, representative will be due to the state by April 1st. Um, so thank you to Dr. Brittingham. I know she's working with her team on this. And then special education updates. Um, she already mentioned most of those things. We are providing, um, again, some support for our high-level needs students in the district um, in regards to discipline reports and how that intersects with IEPs. Um, the district is holding regular data review meetings about discipline with all of the schools. We already talked about the elementaries that we've completed um, and started the secondary schools in January. So I suspect that this will certainly be an ongoing conversation. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 8.05, uh, Board of Directors, no report. Uh, DSPA legislative, Doc? Okay, we haven't had a meeting. I think there's one coming up in about two months. But there is a new bill that just went across the House of Representatives, 277, and it would make schools liable if we were aware of sexual predators and certain other things and allowed that to continue. Um, now, our school district is known for stopping these things immediately once we become aware of it, but apparently in other districts they've covered for teachers and other at times. That's my guess why somebody brought this to the fore, um, but it's going to be in front of the legislator. The, the DSBA currently does not have a position on this in terms of whether they support it or not, but you know, if somebody's not doing right by the kids, I would say they should be available to be sued. We're talking about staff, like teachers? Yes, staff, teachers, um, anybody in the building. In other words, the administration is aware of what we're doing, but instead of correcting or getting rid of it, we condone it or move the person somewhere else and it happens again. <coughs> In other words, more about pattern of behavior condoned by the district, which I know that we personally do not. I've seen every case here being stopped immediately, and uh, we do a real good job of that, okay? Very good job. That's just on, on the radar, that's all. Okay. Thanks, okay. Doc. 6.07, Special Education Task Force, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, routinely in the past, we've had our parent focus group meetings, and this year is going to be no different. We've already completed one of those back in October um, and had really good feedback. 
So our next meeting will be on February 15th at Millsboro Middle School at 6 p.m. This is actually going to be in conjunction with our parent council meeting um, so that you know we can really address a wide variety of concerns and issues and topics in special education. Um, so we look forward to meeting with parents, families, anybody that would like to give us feedback about special education, how we can improve our services, um, any ideas for you know future planning. We're always welcome to hear those. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 8.08 policy. Chief. Good evening. We have two policies coming up for a first reading tonight. Uh, the first being uh, administrators and EPER, which is a brand new policy. Um, a quick read, it's very short. And then the second is our extracurricular activities during inclement weather. It's a slight change to, to that policy, um, which I think is well needed. If you would take a look at those and forward any comments or concerns to the policy committee. Coming up for our second reading and vote tonight is JO Student Records Draft Revision. Um, basically on page two, you'll see two additional bullet points dealing with uh, reporting USDOE um, and FERPA, the Family Education Rights and Privacy Act. Also coming up is the Bus Transportation Scheduling Times Policy. Again, this is a brand new policy. Um, I think very important, especially when you look at the presentation we've had earlier. Basically, the policy allows the district to review and adjust start times annually. Um, those were, uh, again, those last two were brought up as a second reading tonight, and I would make a motion to approve those two as presented. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, 6.09, IREA rep. <clears throat> Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, first, I just want to uh, re-announce that we're having, still having our fundraiser that is scheduled Friday, March 11th. Um, it's at the Indian River Senior Center in Millsboro from 4 to 7. Uh, we are still accepting any cash donations as well as items that people want to donate to be raffled. And just so you know, all proceeds go directly to benefit the Indian River graduates um, who receive this scholarship. Um, and this will go to the ones that are going into the field of education. So if you haven't had a chance to donate, um, Melissa Abbott can accept any donations at Sussex Central. You can also send anything to me here at Indian River High School. We would appreciate that, and I know the students would appreciate that because it is for them. Um, secondly, uh, negotiations. We're scheduled to meet with the district representatives again this week to discuss and hopefully finalize contracts for the paras, custodians, secretaries, and the teachers. And hopefully we can get this done prior to our uh, mediation date that's scheduled for February 8th. Um, the parent conference survey. Um, I'm happy to hear the district is going to follow through with the parent conference survey. We're hoping to have a schedule set for these parent conferences um, that is going to not only incorporate the survey results, but also the input from the building leadership team and the administration, because each building um, administrator and leadership team will know best what time frame to have those conferences for their families. Um, next, school calendar. 
appreciate the opportunity to work on the calendar committee again and help develop next year's school calendar. I'm sure you guys have seen a, um, a rough end of that, um, but obviously it doesn't need to be finalized right away, but sooner the better so people can start making plans. Um, the PD time that was uh, scheduled for this Friday, I've had great feedback from all the employees about this, um, this day. They really appreciate um, taking away the scheduled trainings and giving them the opportunity to make up any work that they can. This goes a long way for the employees. It shows that the district is actually recognizing the added workload and the stress that everybody is under. So it's really appreciated. Like I said, I had great feedback. Um, transportation plan. I was uh, in on a discussion with the transportation plan and I heard the um, presentation tonight. And I appreciate all the work that was done. Um, I know the that the plan is to have all these routes done and complete within the stated time frame. This was also um, said of the last busing change that consistently ran past the time. Um, I urge the district to have a backup plan for these routes and school times in case we run into this same problem. This way we're not scrambling and trying to make changes um, not only to the schedule but to the staff on the fly again. We had consistent overruns for a long time. So, and I, I really appreciate the time that was put into this, but I hope we have a plan in case this does run over because the traffic is just getting worse and worse. Um, lastly, the planning uh, period pay. Um, teachers definitely appreciate that the district realizes the sacrifice that they've been making to make sure that our students have qualified teachers in front of them when we can't get substitutes. That being said, we want to make sure that everyone is aware that this is completely voluntary on the point part of the employee. Some employees will not be able to do this and others may only be able to do this every once in a while. The money is appreciated, but every person has different commitments and obligations after school. So they will not be able to give up their time or their planning period all the time or some people at all. I just wanna make sure that this does not become an unspoken expectation of the teachers because every person has different commitments. So we wanna make sure that everyone knows and the administrators know that they should not expect everyone to do this, that it is voluntary. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Superintendent's report, monthly activities. Thank you. Within your board docs, you will see a listing of my monthly activities. I am pleased to say I was able to get back out into schools uh, this month, which uh, I greatly enjoy. One of the other highlights this month was working with uh, Anna Miller, who consulted with our nurses, Mrs. Blannard, and our school staff to explore the opportunity for a COVID call center within our district that will hopefully alleviate some of the burden that's placed on our nurses and our administrators and others with answering COVID-related questions and filling uh, some of those voids, as well as completion of necessary paperwork. So uh, a great deal of time was spent this month uh, in conversation around that pilot, which is underway now. So we will be conducting, uh, excuse me, we'll be gathering feedback on how that's going. About half of our schools are working with that at this time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. District calendar change? Yes, 9.02, uh, one change, the cancellation of the Indian River High School multi-concert uh, on February 16th, 2022. And that does require uh, board action. Is there a motion to accept the district calendar change? So moved. 
Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Financial reports. We have a motion to accept the monthly the summaries for the month of December. Move. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Ma'am. The financial summaries are as of December 31st. So we were 50% of the way through the fiscal year. We've received 77% of total, total budgeted revenue and 95% of budgeted discretionary revenue. We had received 98% of budgeted local tax revenue and interest remained at 0%. We spent 38% of total budgeted expenses and 56% of budgeted discretionary expenses. The ILC programs have spent 36% of budgeted expenses and Howard T. Ennis has spent 51% of budgeted expenses. Okay, is there a motion to accept the detailed information on the month ending December 31st? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Passed by unanimous vote. 10.03, ma'am. Uh, major capital improvements for the month of December. I will, let me do the detailed information right. first. Um, student activity funding balance was approximately $645,000 at December 31st. For SRF 2 funding, we have spent and encumbered $10.7 million and have $2.4 million remaining. SRF 3, we've spent and encumbered $6 million and have $24 million remaining. Thank you. We have $34 million in federal funds available and are holding approximately $1.1 million in donations and internal accounts. Major Cap? Yes, ma'am. In December, we paid out $2.4 million. The motion to accept? So moved. Motion made and second. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 10.04. Minor cap. For minor cap, we have spent approximately 2.7 million and have approximately 1.8 million remaining. Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.05. Final. 2022 budget in your River School District. Yes, the final budget is in your board docs. Um, as Dr. Hattier stated earlier, um, most of the changes were due to um, the final unit count numbers as of September 30th. Um, and the largest change was in other state funds for that mental health block grant we discussed previously. So our total revenue budget is $232,429,745. That flows through to discretionary revenue budget of just over $52 million. Correspondingly, the expenditure budget is $232,429,745. That budget also changed due to the final revenue numbers that were affected by unit count, the give back plan adjustments that were approved by the board, and that mental health block grant. The discretionary expenditure budget is 52 million, just over 52 million. Um, there were some increased costs that were adjusted there. The vast majority um, was the final numbers for the charter and choice payments that we pay for students we are sending out of the district. And that was just over 1.7 million this year. The ILC budgets are at 2.2 million. Um, we adjusted the units and, and maximized our state tax dollars with those and there were no changes in the rest of the report. 
Okay. Your motion to accept the 2022 budget for New York School District. Motion. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 2022 budget for our TNS. Yes, the revenue and corresponding expenditure budget there is about 13.4 million. Um, minor changes due to unit count on the revenue side and the tuition revenues were updated to actual based on the actual tuition bills that were sent out this year. Um, on the expenditure side, just some of the expenditure budget lines were updated to match actual for known information. <coughs> Okay, is there a motion to accept the budget for our TNS? Yeah, moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 10.07 financial position report. Yes, this is the quarterly report that's due to the state um, that projects out our revenue and expenses through the end of the year. Um, so you will see this is local and state operating funds. So you'll see that is projected to be about 16.1 million at June 30. Okay, is there a motion to accept the financial position report? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. State changes to substitute rates. Discussion on that. This is not an action item. It's informational for the board. Due to the raise in minimum wage, the state has made changes to the daily rates. The para rate is going from $69.38 to $78.75. A class A teacher substitute is going from $116 a day to $124 a day. A class B teacher substitute is going from $93 a day to $99 a day and a class C teacher substitute is going from $74 a day to $79 a day. At our February finance meeting, we will take a look at our long-term subpay to see if any adjustments, if the board's interested in making any adjustments to those as well. Thank you. Any questions or discussion further? Hearing none, thank you, ma'am. Uh, charter school tuition building. We addressed that during Dr. Hattier's presentation and correct. took a vote, correct? Yeah. Uh, no vote was necessary. Discussion. Discussion. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thank you. Yes, yep. ma'am. Communications uh, 11.01 field trips. Yes. Two overnight trips, both by Indian River High School, one by the wrestling team. One by the boys basketball team. The wrestling team is headed to Lebanon, PA, February 4th and 5th. And the boys basketball team is headed to Wilmington on February 4th and 5th. Uh, we ask for action on those two items. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Personnel 12.01, personnel agenda. Is there a motion to accept the personnel agenda uh, for January 24th, 2022, minus number 27? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? 
passes by unanimous vote. We can take a vote on the agenda for item number 27. Is there a motion to accept? Motion. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Abstain. Mr. Troublefield, you please poll the board. Mr. Castle? Abstain. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Ray? Okay, that's seven yes, zero no, one abstention. Passes by unanimous vote, or excuse me, majority vote. Uh, contractual agreement. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Student hearings, 1301. Is there a motion to accept the uh, recommendation? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Student 1302. Uh, excuse me. 1302, student number 22-50. Is there a motion to accept the recommendation? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 1303, student number 22-51. Is there a motion to accept the recommendation? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Conclusion of the meeting. We've got uh, an opportunity for public comment. Uh, those two that signed up have already spoken. Is there anybody like to speak public comment? Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Layfield, I yes, would, sir. I realize it's getting late. I'd like to request uh, the board and Dr. Owens and Mrs. Blanner if we could meet for a few minutes afterwards. Um, I'm not sure if it calls for an executive session or just a general meeting to discuss issue. You want to go back into executive session? I uh, just wanted you to discuss an issue. I don't know if it calls for an executive session or not. It's uh, as, as discussing as a board. We're okay to go in executive session. I think we have to go back in executive session, open, and then come back out and close. Okay. Is there a motion to uh, go back into executive session? I move. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Go back session. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Say aye. 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 Meeting adjourned. Aye.